Boardman gets pot. Oh yeah. We just want our respect. Our organization wants their respect. And I want my damn respect too. Max, what's up, my man? Dr. Bod. I think the last time we uh, did this, there was inflation was still transitory. Now, yeah, it's been a quarter. It's been a while. Now it's here to stay. Though maybe the price of gas will go down because like oil prices dropped by like five percent on Friday, but maybe they're going back up again. I don't know. All well, that Omicron stuff. Let's talk about yeah. Let's talk about Omicron per CI eight. If anyone's a Futurama fan out there, but yes, let's. I think we should let's do COVID. Let's do the NFL. Let's sneak in some content, some crypto or crypto at the end. But people just want to hear COVID and they want to hear about football. I'm pretty sure. So the most NBA, maybe NBA, yeah, NBA, NFL, and NFL. My my funny thing about Omicron is I was like, man, first of all, good thing they didn't name it the Omega variant because that would have freaked people out. And two, learning the Greek alphabet during uh, Pledge Week with Deke finally has paid off for something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, very true. (laughs) Why why would would be bad about the Omega variant? Sorry. So you know whole. Alpha and Omega, like beginning and end. Yeah, that, that, set off, out. that set off the 2012 Mayan apocalypse truthers. They're like, finally, it's happening. <laughs> yeah, but so look, I don't know. To me, I think people are just kind of bored. Um, and that's why this Omicron thing became such a big story all of a sudden. I think the stock market might have overreacted because they had, you know, people had nothing to do. And everyone had just met with their families over Thanksgiving, so they were freaking out. Um Look, we know that it has a bunch of mutations to the spike protein, which might make the current vaccines not as effective. What we have no indication of is, is this thing actually that transmissible or does this thing even cause like that many, that much serious illness? It's a very small number of people that have been detected with it. And the one thing that I think is good is this time we're being really aggressive with our lockdowns like or our travel bans. Like imagine if we had just banned travel from China in December of 2019. If the whole world just banned travel from China and just travel from China in December 2019, we would probably all be in a much better place right now, you know? Um, so I'm, th- I'm, for one, I'm glad that we're kind of doing this with the South Africa. Don't ask me the politics of why it's so much, we're so quick to ban African nations and not other nations, whatever that is. But I think a lot of this is just like the press is excited about it. The fear mongering people are excited about it. The people who like the COVID stay home economy are excited about it. So they're, they're going to push the narrative. The truth is Moderna and Pfizer said they'd have they could have a vaccine ready for it in six weeks. And we know nothing about it other than it has a bunch of mutations to the spike protein that might make it different. We know nothing about transmissibility, no matter what anyone says. They're just they're just it's just conjecture. And you have to remember, ninety nine point nine percent of all mutations to anything are mutations that make things worse or as in make the thing less effective at its job. Very rarely do things gain mutations that make it more virulent or more deadly. So keep that in mind. Uh, and I, I think just take this whole Omicron thing with a grain of salt, to be honest with you. Yeah, that was my my read as well, is that I thought everyone kind of overreacted. Uh, yeah. uh, it just felt like, well, look, like so some of these previous variants, this thing was like, you know, taking places out, right? Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, Alpha at least started in the UK, I think, right? Around, but you know, was messing things up in the UK. When Delta got loose in the Southeast, it was overloading the hospitals. There's no instances of, as far as I can tell, like Omicron overloading hospitals. Now, I've heard like some places it is, you know, taking over cases, but there have been mild cases. And ironically, I was like, so basically, isn't this nature vaccinating us against the vaccine by creating a super transmissible but very mild version of this thing? It's like it's basically what a vaccine is: is you just take a shitty exactly. of the virus. Exactly. So it's like it's like nature was like, all right, I gave you assholes a year and a half to take care of this thing. You didn't get your shit together. I'm tired of this. Like, <laughs> I'm just vaccinating you myself so we could all go on with our lives. You know, uh, I mean that's kind of the best case scenario. Obviously, it's probably too early to say that. But, you know, it's, I mean, I don't know. I'm looking at the COVID numbers in the United States. I mean, yeah, they're going up, but they're pretty tepid. You know, yeah, it's going up, but it's not like it's not like nearly what it was this time last year. I mean, I was looking at L.A.'s cases and we were already at 4X. L.A.'s cases this time last year were 4X what they are now. And it was on a like a this trajectory. It was on a vertical exponential growth while, uh, you know, now it's like kind of flat, kind of bounce up. It's whatever. You know, and you have to remember a few things. Like I'm looking at New York's cases, and the New York caseload, like for the last month, has been almost identical to this. Like in terms of number of cases as last year at the same time, in New York City. But you can go indoors and eat. You can go to large sporting events. You don't have to have your mask on indoors. Like things are way more open than they were a year ago. Right. So there's going to be more spread. But if you look at hospitalizations and deaths, they're still pretty under control and they're at low levels. So, like, the vaccines are working, as is the fact that we've, like, medically advanced in our treatment of COVID in the hospital, especially in that time. And so, like, you know, overall, I think things are looking optimistic, um, but there's still a lot of uh, fear mongering and a lot of political hate to be made out of this whole thing. So I'm not surprised if that doesn't happen over the next six months. Yeah, it was. um, Yeah, that's kind of my read. I feel like, look, at this point, everyone's either vaccinated, gotten it naturally, or they're just kind of like resistant, biologically resistant to it for whatever reason. You know, we all like, for example, so it's kind of like hard to be like anybody who's not one of those three camps at this point. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a very rare and that's probably not a deterministic group of people. You know, it's just, you know, because some percentage is just resistant for whatever reason. Uh, You know, we all have the stories like I have the story of like my cousin who's you know, a super fit yoked ex-Marine and he had it. He almost went to the hospital while like his wife just didn't have RF symptoms and never reacted. Right. You know, there's everyone has their examples of like one person get being like on death, you know, in trouble while the other person just whatever. Anyway. So I don't know. I guess like I, I thought it was like a, an overreaction. I think there's also, I mean, there's also just the inflation concerns and ambiguity about how the feds going to respond. Right. Are they going to start raising rates? All that. So uh, I don't know. It just feels like, and also I kind of felt like, you know, I don't know. I, I felt like the media is like, I think like all the, um, like all the stats for the non, for the liberal media is like perform like in terms of viewers and all that have been falling off a cliff. Yeah. Like you're, you know, it's been performing worse than the Turkish Lear performing worse than the coin. You know, uh, it's been bad. And so I feel like the Rittenhouse stuff, it just felt like, Oh, race wars back on the menu. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, they're like, Oh yeah, this really worked. In June 2000, like spamming this button to drive yeah. viewers, and now it feels like, oh yeah, and virus panic that worked really well for getting yeah. on well. So the doom scroll. So I was kind of like, this just feels like, no, 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 you're not getting me this time. We we played this game for the last two years. I see what you're doing. But anyway, I, I think it's just yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was just. It feels like a little reaction. 
the markets kind of reverse themselves today. So yeah, I, I totally agree with you. But um, okay, that was my read too. Uh, was that there was some troubling stuff? There's some huh? there's some troubling stuff, and like, but like, it's just it's too early to panic about this thing, and actually, people are reacting pretty preventively already. Yeah, I'm I'm really I'm a fan of the uh, the travel bans. I think they should have done that right away. I don't get why we let people when there's like a surge of a certain variant from a country. Even when it was India last year, even even though I'm, I'm Indian, I guess you know, I was like, dude, they should ban all travel to and from India. Like, what are they fucking doing? Like, this is like it is so stupid not to do that right away. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's economic or political. Obviously, when Trump put in the travel bans in March 2020, it was considered xenophobic and racist. No, I mean, that was so late, though. He had done it. By the yeah. time he did it, I thought we'd all had to remember that, you, that that press conference when he, like, actually looked tired. Like, he'd been on Adderall for, like, seven straight days and not sleeping. And you were like, oh, crap, like, we're actually in trouble now. Do you remember that that press conference? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it was infamous. March 11th, dude. And it was, yeah. oh, shit. He looked so tired. I've never seen him look that tired before. But um, he said for when all of a sudden, like the powers that be just acknowledge reality that we all and they're like, okay, wait, they there isn't some secret. Oh, we have this thing up our sleeve. Like, oh no, 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 we're just we're actually just as fucked as you thought we were. (laughs) We were just stalling for time, and now we're out of time, and now we're just coming clean, and we're sorry, and you know, please vote us back in power or whatever. But um, what happened in the Redskins game or the football team? There have literally been two three and outs and punts. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Redskins Seahawks game. It's sad what happened. It's, ha- it's sad uh, this ru- look, the turn Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson's career is taking. Russell Westbrook as well, but I'm like, yeah, what happened? To- well, okay, so let's okay. Good transition to NFL. Right. Enough, enough, uh, enough COVID talk. We're all over let's, it. Let's talk about how both like terrible, but all like, it was like so. Thanksgiving games were just bad. Oh my god, Max! I want to murder the referees. I fucking hate the refs, dude. You know, I, I I tried so hard to find out their names so that I could just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> hammer them on Twitter. No, they don't give out any of the refs' names. They try to hide it so people don't know who they are. I, yeah. If I saw Sean Hockley walking down the street, I would fucking spit in his face and I would tell him he's a piece of shit, dude. They, that game pissed me off, dude. Yeah, which it was the uh, was that the Cowboys Cowboys Raiders, Raiders with all. Yeah. I realize this is like a this is a tactic. I noticed this on Sunday where like Carson Wentz does it all the time. If it's third and twenty eight, and you know you you can throw the ball. Just as far as you can punt it sometimes, right? You yeah. get you have a receiver run down and you just tuck it up. And what the worst thing that can happen is an incomplete pass. Your receiver catches it, you gain the yards, you get a flag, you get pass interference, the quarterback intercepts it and gets tackled. That's as good as a punt, basically. Yeah. So literally the worst thing that can happen is incomplete pass in that situation. We call, that, we call that the Rex Grossman offense, okay? <laughs> I can't tell you how many times we had, like, third and 10, third and 12, and we had, like, Rex Grossman and Devin Hester, and I was like, all right, Devin, just go deep, or we're just going to chuck it up to you, and either this, you know, and that basically that was one of the four outcomes. Yeah, and the refs will make a the, – I hate the refs, man. The other interesting thing I, re- I learned, uh, and this is just because we were talking about the Bears, I was texting you. Did you know a team can kick off at both, ha- both halves? Yeah. Uh, I, well, I didn't know that, but yeah, I know that it was like you could defer. Yeah, you could. One game to, where, yeah, you could choose to defer. And yeah. Put, I, what's what? Okay, walk me through what happened in the Bears game because they were talking. It was something like the Lions deferred, and then the Bears chose to defer initially, and the ref was like, "Don't you want the ball?" 
Uh, yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, we'll take the ball. Yeah, yeah. If you double defer, you if both teams defer, then the other team receives both times. I think that's what it was. So you have yeah. to say receive in response to defer. Uh, yeah, that would have been such a great way to start Thanksgiving where both teams insist on deferring and so that the refs like, all right, I guess Detroit gets the ball both halves. But I guess if you chose to kick, then the other team can choose what they want to do at the second half. And that most of the time they choose to receive. But in theory, you could choose to kick and then kick again. And I actually think for some teams, if you have a really good defense and a dog shit offense, the double kick is the right way to go. Like the Bears of the two thousands should have just kicked both times. Yeah. No, especially it was like the most dangerous things were when you had a third and long and you had the throw because we either were trying to go for the sack or the pick, or you were deep in your own territory and then you had to punt and we had Hester on the returns. Exactly. Those are like the most dangerous. It was like the least dangerous moment was when the Bears offense went on the field. You're like, all right, we know what to do here. (laughs) Bears offense with the ball at their own 40, you're safe. You know you're getting the ball back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like they were like, okay, we're good here. This won't be a problem, right? But yeah, so Thanksgiving games. Sorry, Thanksgiving games. uh, I mean, the the Lions-Bears game. What the fuck was that clock management at the end of that game, man? I mean, like, Jesus Christ. They had three timeouts. (laughs) Or two timeouts? I don't know. They had timeouts. They call a timeout to stop the clock. And then their defense has not the men on the field after a timeout. And then they call another timeout, which is gives which gives the uh, the Bears a five-yard penalty, a first down, and a, essentially sealed you know, the game. It went from third and nine to third and four. Third and four, yeah, yeah. And then so it was much more manageable third down. And then the defense, I don't know if you saw this, but the defense they called, they played off on the receivers. Yeah. So then, like, we just threw a five-yard hook route and got the first down. It was like, this is, they they they, they lost the timeout to call the wrong, like, they couldn't get the right play after taking a penalty and two timeouts. I think Dan Campbell, that's the coach of the Lions, right? Yeah, He's, yeah. like, a nice guy, and he's, like, a rah-rah, sis-boom-ball, have-a-lot-of-heart guy. But I don't think he's a smart coach, man. The Lions have just lost too many close games to to say they have good coaching. You know, yeah. it's look. I think this season was just always uh, the season was always kind of a wash. You know, like nothing was going to happen this season. They're playing for the draft, and God bless them. They're o ten and one, so they're gonna you know they'll get the first pick. Uh, it's just too bad that they didn't get a first pick in the draft that was loaded with quarterbacks, right? Because. Yeah. I haven't done my draft research, but I don't think this NFL draft from everything I've heard is that good. Uh, so, so, okay, so that was the first game. Then the Raiders-Cowboys game. And every single gambler, Max, this is just too shady. Every, Cowboys, America's team playing on Thanksgiving. It's, it's probably one of the biggest sports gambling days of the year because people are just at home. They are forced to watch this game. They want to put some money on it to make it interesting. The Dallas Cowboys – Heavy are favorites by seven touchdowns, seven, seven points, seven and a half points, which means everyone and their mom has money on the Cowboys. And a team from Las Vegas comes in and beats them with a lot of questionable calls from the officials. It just reeks of tampering, Max. Yeah, it, it was. Well, there's been a couple of games like the Bears Steelers game felt like oh, yeah. that just uh, like the, the I forget the exact things, but everyone was like, OK. Well, when we have our Tim Donahue moment in 10 to 15 years with the refs for the NFL, like this is going to be one of the games like, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, this cool. looks like, this is like, what the <laughs> hell is going on here? Yeah, that was, uh, it was bad. It was just, oh, uh, it was, yeah, the, 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 it was just bad. 
and yeah, I was like, I remember because at first I was like, well, Bears Lions suck. Like, okay, that game, you know, that's just like a bad game. Like I said, whenever the Bears play national TV, I always make an effort to text you guys and apologize in advance because <laughs> I'm just ashamed. You know, it's just like it's like a babe, it's like a baby making a poopy diaper. You know, it's just I'm sorry, my baby just shit himself. It smells now. Everyone's like annoyed because it stinks of baby poop. You know, that's like what it that's what it feels like as a Bears fan. When we go on national TV. And so, but then like that was a bad game. I feel like there are a lot of penalties in that too. Like the Lions had two different first and thirties that like killed oh, guys. Man. And it was like, like as a Bears fan, like I, I could say this, like I was just like, I mean, I'm kind of emotionally checked out on the season at this point. But I can just tell you, it must be what Packers fans feel playing Bears, the Bears, where you're like, I'm just never worried. I'm just, I know the Lions. You just can count on the self destruct in at least two to three distinctive ways and they had multiple first and 30s in that whole double timeout sequence so i was like okay like this is a bad this is a bad way to kind of tee up thanksgiving but then it was just penalties just pen- so much so many flags on the field it was just it was unwatchable and so i don't i don't know what the resolution is but it, it was bad and that it just felt rigged and it, it was just it's too bad because like the game was kind of fun although the cowboy like itself when they played the although- game was good it just the fact that it ended on a t- 30-yard pass interference call that set up the Raiders for a game-winning touchdown. It's like, that's not how, like, this game should be decided. Like, yeah, call the, five, call the five-yard holding penalty or something. Especially the last one, it looked to me like the receiver was just grabbing the defender's head and holding him close just to get the – just because he knew that's how you draw the flag. And I don't know. I really think something was up with that game, man. And it's it's really – it's it makes me kind of upset with the NFL. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. So that was the second game, and then the third game was just horrible because the Saints are just done. Like, oh yeah, I didn't, even, no I didn't even watch it at that point. Uh, I, as someone who's been gambling on, on and off against this, on the Saints the last three weeks, what I've so, seen is that their 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 magic is gone now. They might pull one last rabbit out of their ass uh, on Thursday against the Cowboys. They're playing the Cowboys this Thursday. Actually, it's pretty interesting. Saints Cowboys. Mike McCarthy got COVID today. Uh, the line moved from minus seven to minus five. Now, Max, this is my gambling joke of the week in a classic instance of reverse line movement. If you get, if you under get what I'm get where I'm going with that one. Do you get what I mean? Cause uh, you know, reverse line movement is when all the money is on one side and the line should move one way, but for some reason the line moves the opposite direction that it should. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So McCarthy, if McCarthy's out, the Cowboys should go from minus seven to minus nine, but yeah, this yeah, time yeah. from minus seven to minus five. Hence it's reverse line movement. Vegas knows yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna. There's got to be a joke in there about how this actually has to improve the Cowboys' chances. <laughs> like more people in it. I fucking hate Mike McCarthy, but yeah, one of the like I will say this: there's two coaching hires where everyone was like excited, like "Oh, what a good choice!" And I was like, "Are we on?" And I just was totally didn't understand it. The first one was John Gruden or Jack or whatever. Yeah, John Gruden uh, when he got hired by the Raiders, and everyone's like, "Oh, great hire!" And I was like. I've heard this dude on Monday Night Football, and he's literally never said a single interesting thing. Like, literally. Like, everything out of his mouth has just been generic, as if it was, like, a, a, a wind-up toy that just has, like, the you know, you could give me those guys. Anyway, I've, I think I've talked about this in the pod multiple times. Yeah. That was pre-whatever, you know, his email shenanigans. Uh, but then the second one was McCarthy. And all the Cowboys, all these Cowboys fans were excited, and I was like, I was legitimately disappointed when the Bears <laughs> fired McCarthy, or when the Packers fired McCarthy. As a Bears fan, I was like, this dude, no one defends Aaron Rodgers better. Mike, Mike, Mike. Mike. <laughs> he, 
he was just so bad. Like it just, it was so bad. And yeah, he was, he was a trash. I mean, the thing with him, I think the, the guys like Mike McCarthy and John Gruden, they, they fit the role of a certain type of tool bag who gets ahead in life or in society where they don't actually contribute, but they, they say all the right things and they do all like the, it's like they, they're, they're the, the best students from business school. Like they don't really have any technical skills. They don't really like actually improve the product, but they know how to talk to the owner. They know how to talk to the press. They know how to say the right things. They know how to not be controversial. You know, they'll take the blame. They're like, they're happy and willing to be the fall guy. And yeah. it's, to me, that's what, that's what Gruden and McCarthy, maybe Gruden has some offensive prowess, but that's the guys like Mike McCarthy, the guys who uh, get their jobs at the country club, not actually like on the football field, you know? Yeah, no, no. I mean, I think anyone who's worked in an organization knows broadly there's two types of people. They're the people who do the work, and then the people who are awesome in meetings. Yeah. Where they very knowledgeable. They know how to get their three points in where it sounds good, you know. And like for the higher ups, they like that. It's like, look, I just know this guy's not gonna make me look an idiot because like the, a death knell in the organization is in a meeting when you look dumb, and then it's yeah. like you're screwed, right? Then you have to. That's a really big hole to dig out of. And so they're really good at that. But like when it actually comes to the work. You know, they're like, you don't trust them, right? You're like, yeah, yeah, no, no, I need you to go to the meeting and say a bunch of things, but let me actually do this, right? Don't don't actually do this. You're going to do this badly. And that's like, yeah, I wonder, I mean, Mike McCarthy and John Green are probably the guys who are great in the meetings, just like you said. But like when you're like, all right, we need to come up with a good play right now to utilize our talents, they're going to be like, oh, I'm, I'm not here for that. I'm here for the press conference afterwards, not to actually win the game. I've got the excuses lined up. I don't actually know to win this. <laughs> you know? Mike McCarthy is the kind of guy with when there's two and a half minutes left on the clock and two, you have two timeouts and the other team has three timeouts. He's counting with his fingers. He's like yeah. one, two, three, four, five. And when it's like, and it's like 10 yards, you guys gain four yards on first down. He's like one, two, three, four. We need six yards. Like what's the next play to call? You know? Yeah. I feel like, I feel like we should call McCarthy like the Trojan horse. Where you think you're getting a gift, but it's really a cursed gift. You know? <laughs> like he's, he's a Trojan horse, dude. This uh, this Cowboys team was like, low, like, dude, uh, their DVOA, like, they're they're like top five, good, man. Yeah, they're top five DVOA in both offense and defense, and they're somehow might not be number one in their division. And no, it's they like, will, they will be. Their schedule gets easier, I think. What's the rest of the Cowboys schedule? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I'm gonna look it up right now. But I just gotta say, like, a lot of people were giving Dak crap last week on Thursday. I still think Dak's a remarkably good quarterback, man. I think he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, he lost his two best receivers. Yeah. So, and like, and that's, yeah. He did throw one ball short, but like, I don't know. I was still really impressed with him. So they play the Saints. They play the football team. They play the Giants. They play the football team, the Cardinals, and then the Eagles. I mean, worst case scenario, I see them going four and two in that stretch because they're not losing to the football team, they're not losing to the Giants. Uh, and and then they're playing the Cardinals, Eagles, and Saints. I think they can win two of those. So that'll get them to 11-5. and five. They're going to win their division. Um, Max, right now, as the NFC – let's do the NFC-AFC break. Right now, the NFC, the one seed is the Cardinals. The two seed, I believe, is either the Bucks. It's the Packers right now. It's, it's Bucks or Packers, though, right, because they're tied. Well, the, no, the Packers are a half game up on the Bucks because the Packers getting their bye this week. Oh yeah, the they Packers play one more game. And then you have the, the so the Packers, Bucks, then Cowboys. Is that correct? Yeah. All right, and then there's an absolute shit show in the wild card race. It looks like I mean, like 
basically the question is who's not in the wild card race at this point, and it's like the Lions, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, no other team is mathematically eliminated, and it's week twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh my god! I can't believe the Bears are have have one more win than the Seahawks. That's amazing. That's yeah. Seahawks being second to last in the division. Wow. Oh, you wow. Know, they're calling this Russell Wilson. They're calling this Russell Wilson's swan song. Do you really think he's not going? Is that Tyler Rock Lockett? I have him first touchdown score. Damn it! Damn it! Tyler Lockett. Ah, oh, so close. Well, yeah, I don't get why everyone's already the the, the selling selling the Russell Wilson stock is very bizarre to me. Like. Oh. He wasn't that like, look, he got injured before he had a chance to get the season going. Like, I, it's very, I, I don't understand it. Everyone's like already pouring dirt on him. And I'm like, what? Like, this sounds like Aaron Rodgers' second broken collarbone season. Um, and this is why I bet against, I bet against them when they played the Packers. So Rodgers, the second time he broke his collarbone, had a lot of screws placed in. And he came back too soon. He didn't look good. And everyone thought, oh, he's Aaron Rodgers. He'll still be good. He'll still be able to, you know, hang and do it. He was physically just injured, and he couldn't throw the ball the same way. I think that's what's going on with Russell Wilson. It's pretty clear. His passes are high. Um, he's not accurate with his delivery. Like, It's just it's clear that he's not the same quarterback right now. I mean, look, is an injured Russell Wilson better than 20 other quarterbacks in the league? Yeah. You know, but like, he's still not going to be able to do a lot of the things that we expect of him, especially with his accuracy, I think. Um, and that's, kind of, that's kind of what I see. And I, I like the Seahawks here. They're in the red zone right now. I'm really hoping for a, a Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf touchdown, but oh no, the running back. Oh. I'm a little. Um, all right, let's keep going. Yeah, but yeah, so the NFC, like like you said, it's very weird because there's a very clear top five, right? Yep. And then there's and then the Niners are now the six, but then yep. the Vikings are the seven, and then the Bears are the thirteen. And they're sep- or so 14, so 7 and 14 are separated by a game. I mean, the Falcons, I think, are in the playoffs, correct? It is amazing because the Falcons have a negative 103-point differential, and like two weeks ago were the worst team in DVOA, and they <laughs> can make the playoffs. I mean, it's a fucking joke. The Falcons they're are a joke. Yeah, they're-, they're the worst team in DVOA right now. They are 32nd in DVOA, and they might make the fucking playoffs. Like oh, that's like oh, Everett. Damn it, man. Of course, the one player I didn't have got the first touchdown. Um, all right. So, I mean, just look at this. Like, worst uh, point point differentials in the NFL, Max. Do you care to guess who's number one? I mean, it's obvious. Yeah, well, I can. Oh, you know what? Shoot, I can see it. So, ah. all right. Well, I wouldn't have guessed it. I would not have guessed it. You would have guessed Lions, right? I would have guessed Lions. But it is, of course, the, the New York Jets. Yeah. Max, I had a thought this morning. I was walking to work. And there was just an inordinate amount of dog shit on the streets of New York this morning, like much more than normal. Almost stepped in a few times and I got kind of pissed off. And I was thinking, you know what they need to do is they need to build little areas where if you don't, if you forgot your doggy bag, you can let your dog just shit on the street. Right. And it'll be dog like the dog shit area brought to you by the New York Jets. (laughs) where like we can have the new york jets sponsor the little dog shit area so every time you see dog shit you think you're reminded of the new york jets and you just make get that association solidly in your mind yeah uh yeah it's bad being a jets fan's bad uh it's like it's like it's like they're the lions of the afc i think where it's just like look man there's just no cause for hope but yeah so here's the thing so okay so the nfc is weird because it's like that there's like a clear six teams that are better 
And then there's this like fat middle where I think we're rooting. I mean, I'm personally rooting for the Vikings to come out of it. I think they're the most fun of these teams. But I'm hope, I want the Bears in the playoffs, Max. I don't. I, this is what oh, happened last year. Oh. It was just like, what are we doing? Like, if I'm the Bears make the playoffs, because as a Packer fan, if the Bears make the playoffs, I know there's one team we can beat. And I, yeah. I, I, I'm going to root as hard as the, I can for the Bears until we have to play them. Yeah, and especially right now, if we were the seventh seed, you guys are probably the two seed. And then, oh. you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to go up there like, great, we got to buy. Yeah. Max, I'm actually making my Lambeau Field uh, debut on December 12th. I'm flying out to Green. I'm flying out to Green Bay to watch the Bears and the Packers play on Sunday night. Yeah. No. No. Okay. So I'll. We have to talk about the Aaron Rodgers MVP race because right. I. I seriously spent like don't tell my co my boss, but I spent like an hour thinking about this today. I'm not <laughs> and I was like looking at the numbers, historicals. But okay, I just want to go through. So the AFC. So the AFC is weird because there's twelve of the sixteen teams are five hundred or better. Yeah. Twelve. Of, it's like. What the hell is going on? And the Steelers, the Steelers are twelfth at five, five, and one. The Dolphins were one and seven, and now they are five and seven. So I think they're what? I guess a game and a half, or uh, you know, I don't know what it is. Uh, but yeah, the difference. So you have the Steelers at twelve at five, five, and one, and then you have the Chiefs are fourth at seven and four. That's a difference of I think one and a half games. Can you believe this Chiefs narrative, Max? Like, <laughs> two weeks ago, two weeks ago, we were all like. The Chiefs are done. Like, what's wrong with the Chiefs? You can't bet on the Chiefs. What's going on? The Chiefs are, are leading the AFC West now. And, like, you know, if I if you look at the teams, like, this is my real question. Which team is coming out of the AFC? I mean, if you really had to pick, the options are Patriots, Bills, Ravens, Titans, Chiefs, Colts. I feel like those are the contenders, right? Yeah. That seems reasonable. I mean – I think the Chiefs are right up there. Uh, I would still trust the Chiefs against the Bills, even though the Bills walloped them. And I don't know. The, the, the question is, how much do you believe this whole Mac Jones Patriots thing? Yeah, I was going to say, like, look, the, the team that looks the best in the AFC consistently the last six weeks are the Patriots. Yep. And it, that sucks for the AFC East because now they've just basically reloaded with Mac Jones in like. You know, so it's like well, bears with the. Let's not anoint Mac Jones though. At this point, yeah. he's like a good. He he played good in the first half, but he made some like not. He wasn't that good in the second half. From when I I watched the whole game because I had the Titans for uh, under team points nineteen and a half. So, I mean, I was just looking at QBR though, which has an imperfect metric. I mean, like huh. if his Tua is eighth in QBR, which you know says a lot about yeah. that metric. Oh wait, never mind. That was not the metric. He was good. So yeah, I mean, who's one in QBR? Herbert. Two? Stafford. Mm, I'm, I'm doubting this QBR metric. Met yeah, now. QBR is very flawed. Who's three? Uh, Rodgers. Then Brady, Murray, Allen, Jimmy G, Tua, Mahomes, Carr, Cousins, Wentz, Tannehill, Mack, Burrow, Lamar, Dak. Dak at 17 for QBR feels disrespectful. Feels disrespectful. Yeah, can I just put in a plug for who I think the best quarterback in the league is, Max? I think he plays in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and I think we saw it last night against the Rams. There were some just old-school Aaron Rodgers dimes last night. The, yeah. the throw to – there was was it to – one was to Devontae Adams, which was like – he ran like a, a slant and go on, from the slot on the left. And Rodgers not only threw a tight spiral, but I don't know how, but the ball almost looked like it had a guiding system in place where it like turned midair and just went right into Adams' hands. And then the most beautiful throw was when he threw it 
over the linebacker in front of the safety to the right of the corner and hit Cobb like you know, 10 yards. I mean, just like it, poetry, Max. It's poetry. It was, no, I texted you. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, that's insane. <laughs> With like a tight spiral, just like, yeah. And this dude, what, 38? Doing yeah. this at 38? And he's throwing ropes like that? Is- the sad truth is, though, with Rodgers, and this is what I've realized with, like, you know, all athletes. They can always have moments of brilliance, but it's consistency that separates the great ones from the good ones. And as Rodgers has gotten older, I feel like his consistency has dropped just a little bit. It used to be that was just every single throw Rodgers threw was exactly where it needed to be, like, in a mind-bogglingly accurate fashion. Rodgers can still be mind-bogglingly accurate, but – he does miss throws now and then. Um, some of that has to do with defensive pressure. Some of that has to do with other things. But, yeah, I still think – and I'm talking about this so we can talk about the Rodgers MVP case, um, which we both know he's not going to win, Max, because the media votes for MVP in the NFL, correct? I think so. It's never going to happen. Yeah, so so here's the things – here the – okay. So I like looked at this. So a couple of okay. things. I was just looking at like the last 15 MVPs. So basically since Ladanian Tomlinson. Mm-hmm. All been quarterbacks except Adrian Peterson 2012. Even Derrick Henry, man. 2,000 yards doesn't get MVP. That's no disrespectful. Yeah. And then uh, – so that's one thing. The other thing is that I think it was 12 out of the 15 seasons, uh, they were a one seed or tied for a one seed. Yeah. Out of those 11 out of 15, there was two times where it was a two seed and then – I think, and then it was two times. There was two randoms, like Adrian Peterson season. The Vikings are a wild card team, and then the other one was Matt Ryan. They were eleven and five. But so basically, Matt Ryan won an MVP in twenty six. The the Super Bowl seat in blue. Man, he was the MVP that season. Um, which I'm sure in like thirty years, people are gonna be like, "What, Matt Ryan?" Exact, <laughs> and they're gonna be like, "Yeah, no, he was the MVP." And it's gonna be this whole awkward conversation. So, um. Anyway, so like basically there's kind of it's like a two-stage probability model in a way. Like you if you want to be the best player on the best team effectively, right? What? So you kind of need to be in that upper tier of teams, and then you also need to have like the stats, right? Yeah. It's hard to win MVP if like if you don't have your team in the winning. But yeah. if you, so I was looking and like actually the Packers basically there's a, I was looking at 538's win probability thing. They're saying 80% chance of the number one seed in the NFC is either the Packers or Cardinals, and it's effectively 40% for each. Yep. And then uh, after those two, like the chances of another team, like the every other team's probabilities are really low. Like in the AFC, it's totally wide open. In the NFC, it's just like unlikely, right? Yep. So I was like, all right, like there's a good chance like that Rodgers, the Packers will be the number one seed in the NFC. Like, not impossible, especially how we were looking at their next five games, right? I was, like, reading their next five games, and they're all – it's, like, they, it's not inconceivable that they could just run the table. There's there's one tough game. Uh, I mean, there's a few tough at games. Lions, or at, at Ravens, right? At Ravens. At Ravens is a tough one. I it's can see them winning the rest of these games, though. But and maybe the Browns somehow pull one out of their ass, but I don't see that happening. But it's Bears at home yep. at, at Ravens. Yep. Which, that should be a fucking Sunday night game, man. Why is that not the Sunday night game? I don't understand, but whatever. Um, at, and then it's uh, Browns at home, Browns. Bucks at home, and then at Lions. Lions, yep. right? And so I was just looking at this. I'm like, well, like, yeah, like, let's say they – I mean, I think the Bears game, the Browns game, the Lions game, I'm just calling those Ws. Yep. But I think between Ravens and Vikings, they split those. So that's yeah. the one. There's uh, 30 minutes I guarantee, Max, unless Rodgers gets hurt, 
the Packers will beat the Vikings at home. I guarantee it. I, I lock it up. The Vikings are not as good as people say they are. That that Sunday, and they proved last yesterday being fraudulent against the Niners. But that Packers Vikings game where the Packers lost, that's a classic Packers lose loss game. They have a hard time in that stadium. It's turf. It's loud. It's it's the day before things. That's a big rivalry, Wisconsin versus Minnesota. And the Packers still almost won that game. There was an interception overturned uh, overturned with a roughing the passer play. There were two other interceptions. There was a fumble that the Packers almost recovered. And there was another interception at the end of the game that basically the, the guy just had missed it. And the Vikings still won on the, on a last-second play, right? Like the last team to have the ball in that game. So to me, that's not like uh, – I don't think the Vikings are actually as good as that, that win shows them to be. Um, and like, look, I think the Ravens clearly have issues. I didn't realize this, but they're like one of the worst defenses in the league this season. Yeah, they're not that uh, as good. So, you know, I mean, like that wasn't. I mean, Lamar threw four picks <laughs> against the Browns. So. I, I think we need to hook Lamar up with one of these like health coaches. Like he needs uh, Alex Guerrero or something because that guy gets like gets viruses like every other week. He had like the the did he have COVID or he had a non COVID virus, right? And he missed two – and he missed a week. He looked like shit yesterday. I mean, four interceptions and still win a game. That hasn't happened since – I hate this. I hate this. The NFC Championship game where Russell Wilson threw four, four interceptions and still beat the Green Bay Packers. Um, yeah. that's, that's a scarring – that's a deep scar, Max. Uh, that was the Bostic game, right? Jonathan Bostic was fucking uh, up the yeah, onside kick. Wasn't that yeah. – yeah, yeah, yeah. That was weird. There was like a weird NFL like choke virus that was passed from team to team. Because then it was like somebody passed it to the Packers. Then the Packers gave it to the Seahawks. Then the Seahawks, or the, but then the Seahawks obviously screwed up in the yeah. Super Bowl, right? It was like a weird thing. That was I mean, really that was going to be the Patriots versus the Packers Super Bowl, man. That was going to be a great Super Bowl, the Brady Rogers Super Bowl. That was that still we a great Super Bowl, man. It was, it was still a great Super Bowl. You're right. That was a great Super Bowl. Anyway, was- um. How do we get out? Oh, yeah. So, Lamar, four interceptions didn't look that good. Um, that being said, the Ravens are a good team, man. They're 8-3. and three. They're the leading the a- AFC in the loss column, which I know is not a stat, but. But are in the win column. Or the leading in the AFC in the win column, right? So, sorry. We're talking about Rodgers MVP. So, you're saying okay. there's so, a good well, Lamar's not getting it. Lamar's like 15-12, and 12, like unless he absolutely lights it up, which is highly unlikely. He's not getting it, even if they get the one seed, right? And so then you're like, all right, let's just look to the other one seeds. Patriots, I don't think they're going to give it to – they're just not going to give it to a rookie. Like, they're not going to give it to Matt Jones. No. Uh, Tannehill's not getting it. Derrick Henry's not getting it. So then it's like Mahomes maybe, right? Mahomes yeah. and Allen are probably the two most likely out of the AFC. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm like, well, look, Mahomes, like, I don't know. Allen has just been too inconsistent for me. Yeah. I But Mahomes, like, I could, if he like – so I was looking, like, the Chiefs have the sixth easiest schedule in the NFL the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, if he lights it up, and everyone's like, ah, Pat, you know, Pete Mahomes is gone. Pat Mahomes is back, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, like I was like, I could totally see that happening. And he hasn't. It's the last time there was a back-to-back MVP was Peyton Manning, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. But they really don't like going back-to-back in MVPs. It feels like it feels like they're like you have to really be just dominant to get it for a second season in a row. You know, though I'm and looking at the schedule. schedule. I don't think the Chiefs' schedule is as easy as we think it is. I mean, they have a lot of divisional games. Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, Broncos. Steelers, they'll beat the Steelers. Uh, that'll be, you know, what, what, what we're, people are calling that game or one of these games that the Steelers have coming up is Ben Roethlisberger's last hurrah, basically. And then the Bengals, who are a good team, and they're at the Bengals. So, you know, I think that could be a game the Chiefs lose. If they're going to lose one game on their schedule here at Bengals, I think would be the one, right? 
So, yeah. Anyway, I guess it, it's it, – I don't know. I, I was excited about the Rodgers MVP thing. But I was like, he'd have to, they, it would be back to back, which I feel like the writers don't want to do. He obviously had the whole immunization vaccination thing. But like Kyle, so I was like, so I was like, ah, it's tough. But then Kyler hasn't only played, hasn't played the last three games. Yeah. Oh, can we take a break? Can we take yeah. a break before we launch one MVP? All right, let's yep, do it. Yep. All right. Uh, I just got to grab some. All right. So, yeah. So we're talking about the chances of Rodgers getting MVP. So for this scenario to happen, the the Packers would have to finish with the best record. And Rodgers would probably have to close on a hot streak, which is possible. Uh, you know, he gets to play his his employees neck on December 12th. Mm-hmm. And then he gets to play the Lions, the Vikings game, the Ravens, Browns, all defenses that are not good. And I would say Mahomes is the other big competitor, right? Yeah, so it's, I mean, Brady is probably, I mean, Brady has the best odds. Mm-hmm. And I think Brady right now, he's leading the league in touchdowns, 30 touchdowns, nine interceptions. They they have an outside chance being, they have like an outside chance being the best record. But it feels like, hey, look, if Brady and Rodgers are equivalent statistically, even if the Packers are better, I thought they're just going to give it to Brady. Just like, be like, we're not giving it to Rodgers after that. Yeah. Even though Raiders, Rodgers kind of demonstrated very clearly, like, like, Look how the Packers played without Rodgers in that KC game, how trash yeah. they were. And then look how they were able to beat the Cardinals when they were at Cardinals. Were at real, I think, did they not? Maybe they didn't have Hopkins, but I think they had Kyler. No, Hopkins played. He just got hurt again. But, yeah, they were able to beat the Cardinals while when they had no one at receiver. They were totally yeah. – and so yeah. it's just like he kind of demonstrated it. So I feel like any other season have a good chance. But I just feel like you would need Brady to shift the bed – you need Kyler to shit the bed. You need Mahomes to shit the bed. You kind of just need everyone else to suck. You would need media members to let go of their personal political opinions <laughs> and do the right thing, which will never happen. Well, I was saying it'd be funny, like to go like look vote by vote and try to estimate their political affiliation. Oh, we definitely be given. That'd be like the number one giveaway. All the Rogers voters are Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, you're like going to the media person. They're like, well, I don't know about these vaccines. I'm not sure. You're like, all right, that guy's voting for Rodgers. <laughs> like, I mean, it literally could be one of the first. Uh, it could be like an election, basically. Like uh, the Rodgers versus Mahomes MVP race could end up looking like the 2012 mid or 2022 midterms, like early indications of yeah. the 2022 midterms. So, so if he wins, then the Democrats are in trouble. <laughs> what I mean, anyway, I was just looking at the FanDuel Sportsbook odds, so I kind of felt like. I guess I, I feel like, especially too, after my Curry MVP bet, which is now looking phenomenal, where basically dude, we, got, we got to talk to the NBA. Yeah. Dude, you were prescient on that. Every time I see well, except Curry do something crazy, I'm like, man, Max was so right when he said Curry's going to be the MVP this year. Well, which yeah, you well, predicted before the start of the season or like really after the first game. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, okay. Well, I put money behind it after the first game. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah. well, yeah, before we get to that, okay, so I'm just looking at the odds. So Brady's plus 300. Allen's plus 380, Rodgers plus 750, Mahomes plus 750, Kyler plus 800. Let's, uh, let's sprinkle some on Rodgers and Mahomes, I think. Well, that's what I was going to propose. So I was this is the bet I was proposing, which I don't so I don't know also it depends on what we get on Bovada cuz uh, I feel like FanDuel is a little bit more generous than Bovada. But I was basically saying a three part where we do Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes, where we do like a 2x on Brady. And so basically, like, let's say we did 100. Like, if we did 100 bucks, we do 50 on Brady, 25 on Rodgers, 25 on Mahomes. Basically, being like covering that spread 
And it's like, if one of those three hits, it's more than a two X payout. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we're basically, and so I guess the dark horse would be like if Josh Allen or Kyler somehow steal it. Yeah. But, Which, you know, Josh Allen could by closing hard. Yeah. So if they, they, yeah, if the bills like run the table and he looks great, uh, but like, you know, but, I, anyway, so I, that's what I was like thinking. I was like, that feels like if one of those three hits, you're two exit. Right. Let me see. Let me see if I can find the lines. Because right now I can't see. I don't find. I looked on one website and I don't see anything in terms of maybe let's see if they're in the futures in terms of uh, NFL MVPs. Uh, nothing there. I'll keep looking. But yeah. So sure. what do you, what were you thinking? What's your spread that you were thinking of doing? No, I was saying like, um, do half of the total bet on Brady and then a quarter on Rodgers, a quarter on Mahomes. Yeah. Because Rodgers and Mahomes are plus 750 and Brady's plus 300. Mm-hmm. Basically, if any one of those hit, you're getting a two. Like, I think if, if Brady hits, you're getting 150, you know, 200 bucks back. If Rodgers or Mahomes hits, you get a little over 200 back. You get like 218. Yep. So either way, you're like, you know, one of those three hits, like it's a 2x payout. So. I don't know, but part of me is like, ah, maybe I'm on a gambler's high because I feel proud of my Curry, my Curry and Warriors bets at the moment. But um, you know, we can anyway. So I thought about this a lot. I feel like there's something there, but it's just tough because I think you're basically making a two. You're basically betting on, you know, I don't know. You, it's because the it's gonna in two weeks. I feel like these odds are gonna move a lot. Yeah, right? it's, 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 you got to do it now. You got to get ahead of it. A high little. leverage moment where you're like, I'm just betting that. This is going to happen, which is going to shift things this way. Yep. So, the thing I'm, so I uh, think Max, it's never a bad bet to bet on Rogers, Mahomes, and Brady. Right, and if especially the, one of those three. I mean, they're basically the best quarterbacks of each decade. Like the best quarterback in his twenties, his thirties, and his forties. Yeah, you know, I believe it. <laughs> so, like, so yeah, it's hard to see how. I mean, especially like I think I kind of like the Patriots. Now, the wrinkle is. The Bills have two games against the Patriots. If they yeah. smoke the Patriots in both of those and crush the division and finish first or second seed, then I feel like Allen's going to get it. I don't see them smoking them in both of those games, though. Right. That's a great game next Monday night. It's the, the Pats are plus three at the Bills. And, like, yes, I do think the Bills are going to win, only because, like, the Mac Jones hype train is just a little bit over. It's, it's too full right now. They just beat a, they just beat a Titans team without their best receivers and their best running back. Like, calm down, you know. And the Titans hung around that game longer than they should have probably. And that was that. This is on the road. I ran for three hundred yards, which is like you know kind of concerning. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, anyway, that's the bet I was thinking. So. Anyway, so all right, so I feel like okay, we talked that much. Uh, all right, what else besides NFL should we cover? Let me see. All right, well, besides NFL, let's talk about the NBA, man, because there's a huge game in the NBA tomorrow, um, and I think it's like uh, it's this should have been the Christmas Day matchup, but you know whatever. Uh, that game is Knicks at Nets. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. That game is the Warriors at the Suns. Max, we have the unstoppable force meets the immovable object. You know the line is two and minus two and a half for Phoenix. Oh wow! It's tough for me to bet against the Warriors, but like on paper, the Suns just seem like a better team. No, you know I haven't watched that much NBA, so you know don't quote me on it. But I mean, the Suns seem like they're just a kind of perfectly constructed roster. They're a very really balanced team. 
and they're just more experienced than they were last season with more chemistry, a little bit more confidence, all that. But I agree. It's hard to pick against fuck you, Steph, which is I what mean, he is right now. He's fuck you. Yeah. I mean, Steph is out of his playing out of his mind. And, you know, Jordan Poole is great. Uh, all the, the others, Belika is great. All the like the the Warriors just play as a team and they play really well and they beat unmotivated teams because they play hard. But like the Suns haven't bas- the Suns basically have not lost since like this first or second week of the NBA season. Yeah, and they've beaten good teams. They've beaten bad teams. You know, the Suns' losses are the Nuggets on opening night. The Nuggets had a vendetta, Blazers and the Kings, and since then they haven't lost. 16 games in a row. The Warriors, their losses. The Hornets on the road. It was a close game. The Grizzlies, which is another playoff rematch. And that's it. Damn, man, that's insane. Uh, And they've beaten a lot of good teams. They've beaten the Hawks. The Hawks were kind of in disarray when they played. Um, They've beaten the Bulls, which is a very quality win. That was on a Friday night. Yeah, they Um, whipped our asses. And that was when people were like, oh, crap. The Warriors, I think that's when people really like woke up and said, oh, the Warriors are for real. They whooped the Nets. I was at that game. But the Nets are like this team that beats up on bad teams, but I think has trouble with good teams uh, because they just don't have any heart. All right, so can, um, I, can I talk about my my wager and my thinking about how yeah. I place the bet? So going into the season, I had like two things I was thinking through, which is like first, I it just felt like it was wide open because last mm-hmm. year was really weird. That Bucks team, kind of, I mean, they deserve it and all that, but it was not like – a great all-time team. It was actually on paper worse than some of the previous season Bucks teams. They just kind of regressed more slowly than everybody else regressed. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, it's wide open. And then this Warriors team, they kind of, um, what's it called? They're kind of, uh, I would call them like the Fast 7 Warriors, like the one last ride. Because they know, mm-hmm. although I guess they probably have like, they might have a lot of rides left actually. But like, I thought, hey, this is like Steph, Clay, and Dre. This is like kind of their last hurrah, except it probably isn't. They probably might have like another two or three seasons after this minimum. But that was kind of my thinking. Uh, and then I think, like I said to you, it was like, you know, Steph, Clay, and Dre with, you know, G-Leaguers in the 2009 finals was considered the favorite versus the Raptors, right? Yeah. And that Raptors team in retrospect was sick, right? It was like a perfectly balanced yeah. yeah. I mean, it was – and that was when Siakam was playing – all-star Siakam, not G League Siakam. Yeah. And so that was an amazing team. And not only that, those Raptors teams, like, they played really well. Like, if you looked at that, like, no one, like, sucked or got star, like, you know, whatever, like, phased by the limelight. Like, they played really well. And that Warriors team still, if Clay doesn't get injured, might actually have stolen that series. And that's Steph, Clay, and Dre in two G Leaguers. And so I don't even know if there's a team in the NBA as good as that Raptors team was in 2019. So you take that, and then you take, like – and then I just saw how Steph played at the end of the season where he was, like, the numbers – I think he was finished third or fourth in NBA – in MVP voting. Yep. So I was like, look, if this Warriors team – and, like, people kind of – he would have – it's like – anyway, I just kind of put those together, and I was like, I think the Warriors are going to come out swinging, and I think Steph's going to be, like, really good still. He was playing out of his mind at the end of last season. No reason to see that letting up. And, yeah, together, that's borne out incredibly well. And I got both at plus 900. Sucks because like the that day before the season started, Warriors were plus twelve hundred, and I bet Steph was probably even higher as well. But it's okay, you know. No, I mean you have to have one game of, by of conservation. Um, and though that Lakers game is not looking really weird, man. The Lakers are a team in absolute disarray, uh, which is another theme of I've noticed in the last year. I'm becoming a Knicks fan, Max. 
I was at the Knicks Laker game and I was cheering for the Knicks. Like Hasn't Julius Randle been mediocre this season though. He has been mediocre, but the Knicks made a big change today. They they finally benched Kemba Walker. In fact, I don't know what they what it means, but the the quote is he's out of the rotation. I saw some oh, wow. incredible stats. The Knicks defensive rating with Kemba Walker on the floor, 30th in the league. Defensive rating with Kemba Walker off the court, fifth in the league. Wow. Offensive rating with Kemba Walker on the court, 25th in the league. Offensive rating with Kemba Walker off the court, ninth in the league. So, I mean, it's pretty clear. And they beat the Hawks. And the Hawks were hot on Saturday. And Kemba was out. And Rose is out, too, because Rose is – I think he's taking a like middle, little bit of a knee rest. Um, but they're just a better team without Kemba Walker in there, man. And it's sad to say, and I think Kemba will have like a moment later in the year in the garden where he gets to, you know, do his the, the Bronx sign and do the heroics. But for now, like they're better without him. Um, they should be starting Emmanuel quickly, who is my quickly becoming my favorite player in the, in, in the NBA, no pun intended. Um, but I just think we're going to see they're playing the Nets tomorrow. That'll be the first game of the doubleheader. I'm thinking about going to it. And then the Warriors' sons will be the, the piece de resistance or whatever that expression is. Uh, who do you think? Do you think the Warriors are going to win that game, Max? Well, it's just, just sorry. Can we just <clears throat> take a step back? You just, you just walking away from the Lakers. Just I'm not walking away. This is my <laughs> least favorite Laker team of all time. Say what? I really hate this Laker team, man. Um, what, what do you hate about it? I don't like Westbrook. I don't like the construction. There's no like. I like. I liked the guys we had before. I liked Caruso. I liked Kuzma. I liked KCP. I liked that team. Um, I don't like Anthony Davis. I, I, I hate that he like put on muscle. I completely agree with Bill Simmons on this. Like he he didn't need to add muscle. That's not what he needed. What he needed to do was be limber so he doesn't get hurt as much. And he did the opposite. He basically set up his body to fail and get injured. Um, and I think that's what's going to happen. He's going to get hurt. And LeBron is going to do his things. Where can we just can we just say this? LeBron prematurely declared himself the greatest player of all time. And it, it's a little bit of a million, one million percent on that corner. And I was thinking about this the other day while I was shaving. Um, my face, not my balls. All, everything LeBron claims he is, Giannis actually is. Like, oh. grew up in poverty. LeBron grew up America poor, which is still pretty good. Giannis grew up third world country poor, which is like, if you ever watch Slumdog Millionaire, it's like an actual level of poverty. You know, LeBron, since high school, anointed one. You know, basically since LeBron is 16, he's been an NBA player. He's had per- He only lived in like a hard life for 16 years, and then all of a sudden he basically became a star. You know, he's like every obnoxious AAU kid dream. Giannis, even when he was drafted, people were like, what the fuck are they doing drafting this guy? There was no hype. LeBron left Cleveland to hook up with other stars to win his first ring. Giannis one for one in NBA Finals. I mean, like, everything LeBron thinks he is, I think Giannis actually is. And I'm just, I'm just tired of the LeBron James show, man. I don't. I think he's a good player. I think he's clearly limited. He's in his later years, and you know, how, like everyone used to always say, like Kobe when he gets old is going to be really problematic. Like Kobe's going to be the guy, the 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 grandpa who now says whatever he thinks and like is kind of like you know says inappropriate things and pisses everyone off. I'm starting to think LeBron is going to turn into that guy because LeBron's been a diva his entire career. You know, like LeBron's never had to not be the best player on his team. 
LeBron's never in terms of and in terms of basketball stuff. He's always been the alpha. Everyone always treats him as the alpha. He hasn't really had to like deal with it. And I think as his his natural abilities are fading, his jump shot is getting better. This Laker team sucks, man. I, I don't know. I, I can't. I find it hard. I don't want to stay up late to watch them. I'd rather sleep, and I don't enjoy rooting for them. The only team I hate as much or don't like as much is the the Brooklyn Nets. Like. The Brooklyn Nets are my least favorite team, and mostly because they're just a bunch of entitled assholes who don't seem to play hard on a night-to-night basis. But, like, which I'm starting to realize as a fan is all I really want. Like, I don't care if the players suck as long as I feel like they're trying. So I'm not even going to touch the LeBron, <laughs> LeBron growing up. <laughs> all those right. comments. I'm just not – nope. All right. I'm not going to go there uh, for various reasons. Um, I do – look, the thing I don't like is being the GOAT – is like being a lady. It's like being a leader. If you have to tell people you are, you aren't, right? Yeah. And yeah. Like the fact that like he thought because of the 2016 finals that he was the goat. Like when she's on, I think he said on that barbershop show, and I was like, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, I thought that was really bad. I'm just like, I just can't believe that I thought that. Now, how he played that 2020 playoffs was extraordinary. That was the the best single, like the most. That wasn't the most probably the most single incredible performance I think I've seen in a playoff since Jordan. I was like, wow, he is just doing everything, doing everything you could ask and doing it well. Now, here's the thing is that it's hard to know how much that was the bubble, right? Because the bubble was really weird. It was a really weird situation. But like they didn't also like the it sounded like the travel thing wasn't as intense, right? I'm not taking anything away from it, but it was like different. And the fact that both the heat sucked in 2021. And like the Lakers, like kind of had that early exit. It does raise the question of like, if this was normal, like would would this have worked, right? Yeah. Think, you know, and so, and also, would LeBron have been as good, right? Because he also got like he got a good rest, you know, that five six month rest. Mm-hmm. But he's older, and like, yeah, he's just he is showing his age. Right? He's still awesome, phenomenal, transcendent, like basketball god. So yeah, anyway. I don't know. I, I I don't. I definitely don't think he's a goat. I mean, Jordan's still my goat. But um, the thing that is interesting is it does seem to feel like LeBron is taking a slight heel turn. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, it, was like, it was like Hollywood Hulk Hogan for LeBron James. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like Hollywood Hulk LeBron or Le- Hollywood yeah. LeBron Hogan LeBrogan. <laughs> Hollywood LeBrogan or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that is good. It, it does feel like because I I mean I know you think it was incidental. But I think he 100% punched Stewart in the face. No, no, that was so incidental, dude. That was not. I totally disagree. There's no way when you clear out your elbow, you don't extend your arm to clear out an elbow. All right? If you're clearing someone out, you don't. Then he did full extension. He did this, dude. Full no, no. extension. He was trying to, no, no. He was doing this. It was this. It wasn't full extension. It was this. Dude, look at the, his, he, his arm straightens out. Yeah, but only because he hits the guy and then it, like, does it. It's a me- mechanical thing. Anyway. That was a blown out of proportion because he should have still, still been able to play for at MSG the next day, and I was really pissed. And so were all the ticket holders. But anyway, so yeah, the Lakers are just anyway. To your point, they're not looking good. They're not going anywhere. It's hard to know. I mean, I think they'll make the playoffs, but they're not going to be dangerous in the playoffs. But mm, I don't think so. You want to make money? Bet against the Lakers every night. The Lakers are horrible against the spread. And it's they're a public team. People love betting them. They think that the Lakers are going to win every night because they have LeBron and Anthony Davis. 
And Anthony Davis and LeBron and Westbrook are just a clown show at this point, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I hate yeah, it. I swear to God, we're on the record. We're like, the Westbrook thing looks really doesn't. We don't see how it's going to work. Yep. Yeah. Minshew from day one. There's just like, <laughs> you can't have like three, four people in the paint, you know? Yeah. He's just, I mean, the, the West, the Seas are partying in the West for the Warriors and Suns. Uh, my MPJ is out for the year. Who knows what Jamal Murray is going to look like when he comes back? The Jazz are a good team. One of someone's going to have to play them. The Mavericks are a good team. Do we really think the Clippers with Paul George are anything dangerous? No. The, the West is a real is all of a sudden looking really weak, and the East is looking really strong all of a sudden. I think we do have a very balanced NBA outside the top two, and the top two to me are the Warriors and the Suns. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna leave open for the Bucks because I think. Once Middleton and Holiday get, are fully back and they've been playing for a while, they're going to have more wins. Yeah. So, but yeah, Warriors on tomorrow is definitely the biggest game of the season. I don't think it's even close. Yeah. And it should be a good game to like balance teams and it'll be fun. Yep. All right, any other NBA points you want to cover? Um, I think those are the big ones. Let me see. Let me look through the list. Okay, Nets, they need Kyrie Irving or they're never going to win. Heat, they're good. They try hard. Wizards, dude, I, I like the – I mean, the Wizards are a bunch of role players that are vastly overperforming. I think we can all agree there. Bucks, we talked about. Bulls, I think, look surprisingly good. I think – are you happy with what you're seeing with the Bulls? Oh, yeah, this Bulls seems super fun. Which is like Four the days. team of misfit toys, dude. Yeah. It's all these players who've never really found a home anywhere else who are now, like, gelling. I mean, the issue is that – if we play Joel Embiid in the playoffs, we will get absolutely annihilated. He's going to well, go for like 35 and 20. <laughs> you know? No Ben Simmons, though, right? Yeah, but still. I mean, they have no answer for Embiid. I mean, Vucevic can't guard him. Uh, I mean, anyway, so uh, unless we get like are able to get some kind of rim protection with like an expiring contract or a guy or buyout or things like that, I just don't. I mean, I don't think it's going to last, but. It's fun. I mean, Caruso. Caruso's probably gonna be first team all defense the way he's playing. Oh, Caruso's amazing. Well, the highlights I've seen. It's just like wow, he is just suffocating dudes. He is. He is. All really good defenders. So we have this like awesome perimeter defense. Uh, it's, I mean, it's like a, it's actually a pretty well constructed team because on the defensive side, like Caruso and Lonzo are like awesome, and mm-hmm. so we're weak in the paint for rim protection, but everything else, it's like they're so strong and they can take some of the load off. Uh, DeRozan and Levine, who can each get their own shot on offense. Yep. And then, and they're totally happy. And then, you know, Vucevic and Caruso can shoot for three. I don't know if Lonzo's three is back this season or not, but, you know, you have this like, anyway, it's a fun team. And they seem to like playing together. I, I watched them play the Clippers. They kind of beat the Clippers up. It was a fun game. I mean, the Clippers somehow have wins. I don't know how. They're all hustle wins. Um, oh, the Nuggets are playing the Heat right now. I saw the Jokic brothers are sitting right behind the Nuggets bench to provide some muscle. Yeah, <laughs> which is good because, like I said, the Morris twins are all fucking all hat, no cattle type of guys. Um, yeah, I was gonna say like on the X axis of how tough you are and the Y axis how tough you act. So it's like I'm sure most players in the NBA broadly are like on the line, like a true scatter plot. Yeah. So guys on the bottom right are dudes who are tough that don't act tough, mm-hmm. and got guys in the top left are guys who act tough who are not tough. Yeah. And like, I mean, how many people will put the Morris twins in that corner? Like I'd be like, <laughs> especially like Mark, like Marcus Morris is on that Clippers team that uh, Jokic just sucked the life out of in the bubble, mm-hmm. and like I'm sorry, no, I, all of every play on that Clippers team until they get a ring 
is like forbidden from talking shit because that was the most shameful surrender I think I've ever seen. Yeah, that was they quit, that was like, they quit with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter and they just gave up. We were texting like I've never seen a team just give up like uh-huh. this, and they were totally gave up. And like Morris was on that team, and he was one of those dudes with that shell shocked, like trying to act like they had pride when they're thoroughly ashamed of themselves. Like, so you don't don't like sorry, like you know just. Save it for the court, man. And when you do it on the court, then yeah, you can talk some shit. But yeah, it was anyway. I like that though. <laughs> the more that the Jokic brothers are deliberately sitting behind the bench, as I'm like, yeah, no, we're we're aware. All right, Max. Let's see what else. You got any any content recommendations? What have you been watching? All right. Well, I feel like I already recommended this, but I'm going to do it again. Kate on Netflix. Probably my favorite movie of 2021. I loved it. It's like a female John Wick, but better. Oh, correct. I loved it. It was so good. It got bad ratings. The ratings are wrong. I don't know what to tell you. It's like the best. I loved it. It was so good. It's just, it's John Wick with a female protagonist. It just but takes place in Tokyo. I thought it was really, just everything about it, I thought was good. I, anyway, that was one. Have you, uh, have you been watching Succession? Yes. And man. What do you think? Dude, that is, I mean, it's good because it's so brutal. Yeah. How, like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're just... How they, I mean, that last episode, my wife and I were like, dude, that was like a red wedding of cringe, you yeah. know, where it was just yeah. so painful to watch and so hurtful, but like it was just all words. It's interesting how Roman is like the lead dog now. Yeah, how Roman's become like the alpha. Like Roman and his dad are trying to buy the shares out from Kendall. I don't know what that Kendall birthday party thing was. Like, just, do people really have that kind of birthday party? I don't know. It seems really out there to me. Some of it sound looks like to me, feels like to me, like how a liberal fantasizes about how uber rich people live their lives. You know, like that all the Republicans gather at some secret meeting where they elect the next president. Yeah. Dude, that's a good like, way of putting it. Cause I'm like, dude, I highly doubt. Yeah. I highly doubt Fox News is like able to set, decide who the presidential candidate yeah. by the And it's not like, bring me a Coke and like do the. It, it feels like something that a liberal, how a liberal thinks the conservative world works. Yeah. You know, so it's just great, not, great. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, no, that was great. But yeah, it's a uh, no, it's really good. Um, it's amazing how that character who plays Kendall, you can go from despising him to feeling sorry for him in like I, three minutes. I think I think with the Kendall thing, they're actually leaning into the fact that he actually has a mental health issue. Yeah. I think that's what, like I, I didn't realize it until this last episode, but like they're really saying he's like a little bit bipolar, I think. Um Yeah, because he was like dude, at the beginning of the episode, he's so obnoxious. Yeah. He's like, party motherfuckers, let's drink, all that. And at the end, he's curled up in a child's blanket. Yeah, exactly. Um, I thought that was interesting. Um, but I enjoyed it. I just think it's a little bit like it's getting a little bit far-fetched. But, or it's like it's it's becoming too meta. Like it's becoming too itself a little bit. But um, still appointment viewing. Curb Your Enthusiasm I'm enjoying as much as ever because it's just Larry David, you know, with his absurd premises that you – have. You, do you watch that show at all? No. Oh, man. Oh, it's good. This season's been good. And then, Max, December, there's two big movie premieres in, uh, coming up. Um, but my, one thing I'm hoping for is if the if this Omicron thing gets big again, the theaters reinstitute social distancing so I don't have to go to the movie theaters and sit directly next to people, which I hate just for other reasons because teenagers are loud and annoying, and I just hate watching movies next to them. Um, Spider-Man, No Way Home. Yeah. And then the Matrix movie. Which one are you more excited to see? You know, I honestly don't know. 
Who just scored? Dallas Washington. All right. Yeah, so, all right. Honestly, I don't know. I guess probably Spider-Man just because the Wachowskis haven't made a good movie since the first Matrix movie. Yeah. It's literally been over 20 years. So I just – I want to be hyped on it. Like when the tra- Matrix trailer came out, I got very hyped. I loved it. We all love like, you know, that was like came out when we were in like middle school. Yeah. That movie was sick. It still holds up amazingly well. It's still such a good movie. The original Matrix is just such a good movie, dude. So well. But I'm just not confident it'll be good. <laughs> you know, like, well, yeah. Spider-Man Far From Home. Like, I'm, oh, oh my God. Are they, a, are they getting a, oh my God. Are you watching this? Did they block yeah, the game? They're going to return it. Block, block, convoy. Yep, oh, it's tied up. It's <laughs> Yeah. Um. What's it? It's called a fart, a fumble after return touchdown, or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So we're just watching the we're watching the Seattle, uh, Washington game, and uh, the Seattle just blocked the extra point and returned it for a touchdown. Deep. You know what that was? What? That was a big man return. That was a thick six, although <laughs> technically not a six, but a thick two. I mean, I cannot believe they both got it and ran it back. I have, ne- I have never seen that in my and that I can ever remember. Maybe Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick did it once four or five years ago. But I can't remember the last time I saw it. Um, that's a, that's that's such such Washington football team nonsense. Instead of sc- score a touchdown, instead of going up three, you end up tied going into the half. Not great for my over under bet, but uh, you know I'm still liking where my over under bet is sitting. So we'll see we'll see how the like, second half goes. Uh, Hopefully six right there. Oh, my God. I love that phrase. Well, I just love fat guy touchdowns. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I'm looking forward to No Way Home just because I think it's going to be a good movie. Um, uh, there might be rumors that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire will be in it. You hear this? Don't say anything. I don't want to know. Just rumors. Nothing confirmed. I know. I know. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Um, but I also just worry that, like, man, the Marvel movies suck now right now. Like, I haven't seen The Eternals. Uh, Shang-Chi was okay. It was all right. It wasn't bad. But it didn't have, like, the same effect to me as, like, Hulk, Thor, Captain America, you know? Um, it was enjoyable, though. I enjoyed that one a little bit more. Yeah. Change uh, like, It was good. Like, it was yeah, good. It just was, like, the issue. Like, and, like, I like the lead. I thought he was really – he was really – I don't know. He was very likable. Yeah. But it's, like, he just – he doesn't – look, he just doesn't have, like, the presence of a Downey Jr. or whatever. And it just – it was kind of just formulaic. You know, well, yeah, and also, I mean, for the honest to God truth is the fact that there are the other heroes I, I've known since I was a kid, and I know the stories. You know, like I used to watch the cartoons, or like I kind of know the bad guys. It makes it a lot better for me as an as an adult watching. You know, where I've never really heard of Shang Chi and Shang Chi and the Seven Rings, so I didn't really know like anything about the story or the plot, and I feel like that made me like it a little bit less. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's just. I don't know. They just don't have. I'm not optimistic. Um, yeah. Ironically, the best Marvel content that's come out post uh, Endgame has been the TV shows. Oh yeah, they're running back like the first crew and just yep. get more mileage out of them. Yep. I mean, I mean, WandaVision was incredible. Yeah, WandaVision was great. Loki, I ended up enjoying after a while. It took me a little bit. Captain America took me like four episodes, but the back last two I really loved. Like once it got, once I figured out what was going on, I really oh, yeah. loved Captain America. Dude, Falcon America, so yeah. sick. He just was really good. Falcon America. I was like, oh hell yeah! yeah. I haven't Fuck seen you. Hawkeye, which is coming out. Uh, I've watched the first two episodes. It's fun. 
It's fun. Uh, speaking of Hawkeyes, Max, you ready for the Big Ten Championship game this Saturday? The University of Iowa versus the University of Michigan. I wanted to ask you about that, but hold on. A couple more content things. I think I have to yeah. recommend Love Life on HBO. Oh, yeah, I, I watched that. the whole thing after you recommended it. Strong recommend. Really good. So Love Life, I guess, it's the second season. So the first season was, like, from a female perspective. It was Anna Kendrick was the main, and it was, you know – I don't know. It, whatever. I didn't even watch it, so I don't know. I watched but, that one. It was, I watched it during quarantine. It was a nice romantic comedy. It was kind of like what you'd expect, you know? But so second season, like, I didn't, wasn't even going to watch, but Sarah was watching it. And then I was just kind of, like, just drawn to it, you know? How something will be on, and you're kind of, like, just start, like, kind of actually getting invested. I don't know if this happens. It's happened to me with Euphoria season one, mm-hmm. where I was, like, didn't have any attention to watching, and I just kind of got into it. But, um, yeah, the lead in it's just really good. Like, that's yeah. really – I mean, he's the show. Like, if he's bad, like, the show's going to suck. But he yeah. was – He's clearly very, like that. He's very good at conveying a lot, just with his like facial expressions and body language. Yeah, and uh, he's like likable and clearly like a nice guy. But at the same time, he also like fucks up. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I thought the dialogue and the scenarios were very realistic and just very good. Yeah, it was just a well done show. It was complex. It wasn't simple. It like handled complicated situations really well. I thought I it was re- I strongly agree. Uh, it's just that stupid name of that show. I'm like, oh, there's a good show on HBO Max called Love Life, and people just look at me like I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah, they think you're talking about like Love Line with Adam Carolla or like yeah. a soap or opera just, or something, or just like some kind of you know romantic comedy type of bullshit. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I really enjoyed. Right. It. Uh, I thought it was really good. I think it just kind of shows that like even when you're a good person and you like have your shit together, it's hard to kind of find that person that's right for you. Mm-hmm. You know, because each one of those relationships like fails in like a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it's not like because they're bad people. It's just like yeah. wasn't right, you know. Anyway, also I have one of my favorite quotes: "You ain't a king." You. Hey, a I was just gonna say, I was just gonna say, Max, you ain't a king. <laughs> <laughs> Love that quote. I was waiting for a pause. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, oh, another plug I have, and, and this is just a tradition, holiday tradition I have, is the Princess Switch Three. You know, if you really want to watch something Christmassy that's really dumb and you don't have to pay attention. It's a Vanessa Hudgens tour de force is what I call it. She plays – so the Princess Switch 1, as the name implies, commoner and princess switch places because they're identical twins. So Vanessa Hudgens plays a Chicago bakery owner and a uh, princess of Moldovia, right, and okay. with a British accent. And then they switch places. Uh, and then they fall in love with each other's boyfriends and they eventually are – not boyfriends. They fall in, each other, fall in love with each other's best friends basically, obviously. And so the princess marries a commoner. And the commoner marries a, a prince who didn't want to marry the princess originally. But I can see why your friends would think that love life is a rom-com when you're talking about this. And you're like, I didn't see love life. It's like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's just Princess Switch 1. In Princess Switch 2, they add a third character, a bad girl cousin of the princess. So now Vanessa Hudgens plays three identical twins. She plays herself or she plays the commoner, the princess, and then the, the, the bad girl. Okay. And... And then they all switch places. So now Vanessa Hudgens is playing the bad girl as the commoner, the commoner as the princess, and the princess as the bad girl, which is actually a very complicated acting feat if you're thinking about it. Because you're not only playing – you're not only the same person playing three different characters. You're one character playing another character. You follow me there? It's pretty confusing. Um, but, yeah. So Princess <laughs> was three. I, I recommend watching it. It's pretty goofy. Um, and then, obviously, I watched the Home Alone series. And there's a new Home Alone on Disney Plus called Home Sweet Home Alone. Which was pretty funny, actually. Really, I watched the original Home Alone. I watched Home Alone Two. There's Home Alone Three, which with, which is with another kid that's not as good. But then the new Home Alone, 
on on uh, it's home sweet home alone. It's good. Should we talk about should we talk about our idea for woke home alone? The home alone for the modern age. Where, oh, yeah. <laughs> where we're saying we're saying at the modern age instead Kevin McAllister whatever would let the th- like thieves steal from his home and then would have his parents arrested for like privilege and having to be too rich for, for wealth and equality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but clearly these people do, don't deserve all they have. Dude, Kevin McAllister's dad was fucking loaded in that movie. Yeah, Kevin like, McAllister. Times were simpler then. TV wasn't about making some kind of social point. It was just like, hey, look, all this stuff that you don't have, look, this is all that stuff in movie form. It was more pure escapism rather than this like modern day take where like everything has to have some kind of fucking point, you know, which I hate. But then there's also all this shit like Princess Switch, which is pure just anti-wokeism, you know? Yeah. No, I think, uh, I mean... Look, the just the, the content is just getting more diverse because like there's still plenty of just mindless content where it's like yep. there's no message, it just just wants to entertain you. So, but yeah, I, I liked I liked Home Awoke or whatever we call it, Home Awoke. Home Us in a woke super the, super bad where yeah. when <laughs> thieves rob a bank, Superman arrests the bank owners for having too much capital. <laughs> <laughs> The new, the new uh, yeah, super bad, super bad. I'm not gonna comment on that. Yeah, 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 that will get us in trouble if we go too far on that. But um, uh, what's okay? Yeah, so I think we did. All right, I'm trying to think. I feel like I had some other content, but I can't remember it. Anyway, uh, we can always do yeah. it on the next one. Shang-Chi uh, is fun. It's on Disney Plus, but it's not. You know, I don't know. It's not like oh, go out of your way. You should definitely see it. It's just like hey, if it's on, you need a movie, and you're choosing like sure, do it. Coinbase is asking me to verify my info. Does this mean they're going to report me to the IRS? Uh, probably. So. <laughs> How much crypto do I? I don't know, man. How much do you expect to trade? I don't know. I'm just going to make a bullshit answer. Yeah. Uh, what energy do that? They need to know what. Uh, okay, fine. Health and fitness. Yeah, I'm just not going to comment on any of this for yeah, obvious yeah. reasons. Yeah, I mean, Venmo asked me to do this the other day too, and it made me kind of sketched out. I was just doing this to look. Ethereum's doing. Ethereum's doing well. Bitcoin's making a nice little recovery after a small little bounce down last week. I like it. I see the trend line still looking in the right direction. Things are still pointing out, Max. Oh yeah. I think. Uh, is there any last things we should cover? Uh, I don't really. Yeah. So I definitely recommend Shang Chi's good. Uh, Succession. You it takes. It's you got to take time. So it's tough because they're talking really fast. But once you get into it, it's very gripping. It's might be. It's my favorite show on TV. Uh, and then uh, Love Life. Yep. And let's see, do I have any good picks for, well, I'm not going to make my gambling picks till the end of the week, but uh, I do like two picks for tomorrow, Max. I'm going to take the Knicks plus seven against the Nets and the Suns minus two and a half against the Warriors. I think the Warriors are good, but the Suns are at home. I, don't, I, I would take the Warriors. I feel like that's a, I would take the Warriors money line because that's like, then I'll, I'll get the odds, right? Yeah, definitely. If you're going to take the Warriors, take the money. Yeah, get a little I, bit extra. I 100% agree with that. Uh, All right, Max. Good job by you. Good job by you, Dr. Bot.